What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining and watching and listening. I'm Germ. I'm Baines. And we are the International Scouts for the Bearded Rebellion Beard Club. And this is the Rebellious Podcast Live. Uh, if y'all notice, we are doing it on a different night than Sunday. We usually do it on Sundays, but we have a special, very special guest with us tonight. We got Marty Ray Project. Hey, what's up, what's brother? Up? What's up, y'all? Thanks Thank for you. Me. Thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate you being on the show. Man, I'm honored y'all to have me on here. Hey, man, with a beard like that, man, why couldn't we put you on something like this? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm glad I made the cut. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Um. Well, how, how long you been growing that beard? I mean, I've I've been growing a beard off and on my whole life. But uh, as far as this particular time, probably 10 years. Okay. Yeah, yeah for a while then. Mm. What's the longest you've ever had it? Like the longest lengthwise? I don't measure it, but this 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 length right here is the longest. I, I've always, even even on this 10 years, I've trimmed it at the bottom and stuff. I don't want it to get, I don't want it to get any longer than it is now. Sometimes I don't want to. I don't want it to be this long. So, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when I'm eating, I want to shave it off altogether. Oh yeah, I understand that. And I and I do be eating, so <laughs> I mean, you can't from- tell, but I do eat a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. With this heat too, sometimes you know, you know, makes you kind of want to get rid of it. Sometimes you know, but I don't know, a little bit of sweat under the beard, breeze hitting it, it's kind of relieving sometimes, you know. I don't, I don't believe the same as other people do. They, you know, they always say, "Well, it's hot with that beard and all that." But uh, my face, where my beard is, does not get hot. It's, uh, I'm like a lion. You know, lions are in the <laughs> safari, and they, uh, God put a mane on them and all that fur on them for a reason, and then placed them in the desert. I think it keeps me. I think it keeps this part cooler than, yeah. uh, than hotter. So, like this, this, this bald head right here is what sweats and gets hot so i don't know there might be some science behind that i don't know you have to talk to a scientist or something <laughs> there might be there's a you know and, and there there is science behind you know it protecting you from uv rays and stuff too you know so it, it, it can it can save your life you know yeah, i need one up here i need a beard to go around up here Hey, hey, we we all bald, bro. <laughs> uh oh. Hey, we bald and beautiful. We bald and beautiful. That's that's how you gotta live life, bald and beautiful, brother. You feel me? Man, I know I'm beautiful. <laughs> man, shit, man. How long have you been singing or performing? I've been singing my whole life. I came out of the womb singing. I don't even know if I do it right, but uh, I've always sang, and then it was probably. I started writing songs at like 12 years old, just as a, a hobby, that type of thing. Never, even back then, I didn't, I didn't grow up going, man, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a singer when I grow up, you know, because my family, they didn't, uh, a lot of, not all my family, but some of my family members, they didn't think I could sing at all. So that kind of held me back for years, and it was around my early 20s that I started uh putting doing videos and stuff but it was comedy it was comedy uh rap videos believe it or not 
that I oh, started I doing. That's, well, you can't find them. <laughs> <laughs> but but people people did love them. They they laughed and it, it, one of them got like thirty thousand views back then. And I thought I was famous already, and uh, so my whole career actually started making parody rap songs. That's what's funny about when people see a, a rap song or something that I do now, they'll go, <clears throat> which is always stupid for anybody to say, they'll say, hey, stick to what you know. And I'm like, get out of here, man. You don't know what I know. Because my whole career started with this. My whole, this whole music thing started with it. So you're the one that don't know what I, what you're talking about. But it's funny when people try to tell you uh, what you should and shouldn't do. And uh, I don't, I, none of those comments mean nothing to me because, like I said, my whole life people told me that I shouldn't, that even if I was, even if I was good enough, there's no way that I could ever make a living singing because it was uh, unrealistic. But I proved them wrong. So thanks to people yeah. like y'all. That yeah, means yeah. the world, it means the world to me. Like I told you earlier, man, that, that, vanilla, that uh, cover to Ice Ice Baby, man, that, Man, that thing, it gets me every time. Like, even if it comes, I'm going to have to blast the full blast. I'm, I'm going to sing with you. I know I can't sing, but I, I'm going to sing with you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to be like American Idol. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, turn the chairs around on the voice. <laughs> well, they're, well, they're actually good on those shows. So, yeah. So, if you're, if you're singing like that, you can be singing pretty good because some of those people can really sing. Yeah, like, so so did you uh grow up listening to rap or hip hop or like who who influenced you or inspired you, you know, growing up as a musician? Well, I grew up at a young age as a boy, like a little boy, listening to gospel, like black gospel. Uh Mahalia Jackson and uh, cuz I went to a church that was that was uh completely set divided in half with you know, black, white, it actually wasn't divided in half. It was just a, a mixed culture of all all races in the church, black, white, Mexican. We had everything in there. It was a, it was a melting pot. It was it was beautiful. So I didn't even, I didn't even know anything about a I didn't know anything about I didn't know there was a church that, that churches that were as a little boy that were just black churches or just white churches. I didn't know that until I grew up and uh so grew up listening to that type of guy because you know in, in the churches that I come from, we get down. I don't know if we kind of, I don't know what y'all if y'all know anything about that or not, but we get down. And uh so like Mahalia Jackson and Shirley Caesar, people like that. I grew up with that type of, in that vein. Then my parents would listen to country music, but I didn't like country music because they listened to it. So <laughs> I, I started listening to uh R and B. So I people like Boys to Men, and and uh, then that led into listening to uh, uh, people like Tupac and and Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer, um, Beastie Boys. I was a big Beastie Boys fan, and then uh, from there, from there I uh, I started listening to more. Uh, old school R&B like Al Green, he became my favorite of all time. Al Green, um, then blues, BB King, it, it's it's just, then Leonard Skinner, then Charlie Daniels, and it just and then in the '90s, uh, Garth Brooks uh, caused me to give give country music another look, and I started listening to country music 
again after going to a Garth Brooks concert in, uh, in Memphis at the Pyramid. And I saw that show and I said, man, this is something else here. And uh, so it's really all music. There's not really one person that inspires, that inspired me. It was just, uh, I, I grew up mimicking people, wanted to mimic. And I could sound just like the other artists. But when I got older, that's why, that's another reason why I thought, well, this ain't, there ain't, there's no use for somebody that can sound exactly like somebody else. So, and I, and I never knew my voice until, until um, it was, it was one, it was a Christmas. I forget what year, but it was a Christmas. And uh, my cousin and I were at a church just messing around. I had just got an iPad. I mean, a uh, uh, MacBook. I just got a MacBook pro and they had a garage band on it. And uh, I said, I want to mess around and try to do some editing. And uh, I said, play a song I'd never, I play, play any song out of the hymn book that I've never heard. And he played a uh, great speckled bird. And for the first time ever, I had nothing, no reference in my head. So I just sang what was in the heart. And uh, that's how I learned my voice. First time I'd ever heard my voice was in that song. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it shows, all began there. Yeah. And it, it shows in a lot of your music too, that, that, you know, you, you, you're familiar with a lot of different kinds of music and, and and just like everything you listen to growing up and everything, you know what I mean? Just all the different styles and everything that you do. And oh yeah, that's awesome. I hope it does. So what's who is all the artists that you have actually like collaborated with? Like like who's name some of them that you've actually sang a song with, done a song with, stuff like that. Like I haven't I haven't actually collaborated with many artists besides I did with Vanilla Ice sang a song with him on stage live but that was about it I, I've I sang for I sang for Ludacris and and Flo Rida in a in a show one time I sang for uh, Mel Gibson and and uh, Michael Douglas you know I've sang for a lot of people okay. but I haven't uh done any kind of official collaboration other than with my little brothers uh my little brother is a rapper uh his name's benjamin dollar and he i tried to help him out with a, an album that he put out and he's actually really good so i've collaborated with him but you're talking about big time artists i've not done any official collaborations with any big time artists other than singing at a show in uh, Boca Raton with Vanilla Ice. Well, you've had um, like C.J. Wilder on the storm with you. Um, is there is there any other any other songs? I guess maybe what Beans is getting to is uh, you know that you featured with or. Uh, well, C.J. is actually kind of a, he's he's really the if there's one true member of the Marty Ray project other than me, it'd be CJ. So okay. if you look at all my a lot of my videos, you're going to see CJ playing the guitar beside me. Okay. So we do a lot together. So that's kind of still, that's while that is a collaboration, it's still a, it's still a band thing to me. Uh, CJ is an artist in his own right though. People should look him up. CJ Wilder. He's an amazing singer. Yeah, I love his stuff. I don't, other than that, like I said, the only collaboration, only record 
type collaboration is is with my little brothers that I can think of. I I, I think you know a long time ago, I did a I did a song, I wrote a a hook, and did a song for Lizard Lick Towing. Okay. Heard of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. So <laughs> Ronnie Shirley came out with a with an album back then, and uh, it was I forgot what it's called. And the him and DJ Silver, who is the open the DJ that opens up for Jason Aldean contacted me and wanted me to write a hook and sing a hook for, for a song called full draw. And I did that with him. I didn't write it with him. I wrote it in my house in Memphis. They were in uh, North Carolina or somewhere, but, uh, so there's a collaboration with him and Charlie Farley. Y'all ever heard of that? Who that is? Uh, Charlie Farley wrote a verse and I wrote the hook. And neither one of us ever seen a dime from it. So mm. there you go. Blasting it. I'm doxing right now where my money at. There you go. One of our club members here, Brian, he says, uh, you should see if Bubba Sparks might want to do a collaboration with you. That'd be an interesting one there. People say that all the time. They say stuff like, well, you should, man, you should collaborate with this guy, that guy. I, I'll collaborate with anybody. That it's just a matter of uh, I'm not reaching out to people, but you can't. It's not as easy as people think. I don't know. People think that I have these people's phone numbers or something. Like, uh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna call him up right quick and uh, get a collaboration going. I, I don't know how to reach these people, but yeah. if they reach out to me, uh, or if that guy got if that guy has Bubba Sparks' phone number, <laughs> send it and I'll uh, I'll call him up. There you go. Uh, yeah. Brian, send him Bubba's number. Hit him up. Yeah, we got to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Big Bubba Sparks fans in this room. Getting yeah. ugly, ugly. Yeah, Craig says um, he'd love to get with someone to learn to put words together and sing like you and Adam Calhoun. That's what he's saying. Well, I couldn't teach anybody to sing. I, like I said, I don't even know if I do it right. So I, it's just a God thing for me. Other people might be able to teach people to sing. I don't. I don't think if your goal is to sing like somebody else, like like I did back in the day, it's useless. There's already a me, so you need to worry about singing like you, whoever that was. They they need to sing like themselves. Put words to songs. That's another that that's another thing that I just do naturally, and I, I probably don't do that well either. I don't have any hit songs. It's actually. It's actually hard to get people to listen to original songs, no matter what level you are as an artist, unless unless the label tells you to, tells the fans to. That's usually how it goes, unfortunately. Um, not all the time, but most of the time, especially if you're like me and you do covers. Um, if you do covers, like a lot of artists, they come out, they want new covers because they don't want people to say, oh, I want to hear that cover or whatever. But I did covers for the sole reason to draw people to my originals, hopefully, in the hopes that it would. And it has a lot. I'm not saying it hasn't. I've sold a lot of original music. But like like he, like I told him earlier, Ice Ice Baby is brought up. A lot, a lot of people that know Ice Ice, that say Ice Ice Baby is their favorite song, they don't know the stuff before Ice Ice Baby. Like I, I was building a fan, fan base before Ice Ice Baby. I had a I had a, a song that went viral called All About That Beard. 
And I say that is, that's, right. So since since even though that's a parody, that's still original to me because I reworked that. I wrote I wrote my own words to that. So that's why I always love doing parodies because at the very least you you got the attention the the SEO of this song that is always popular, but you were able to show that you were able to to write yourself and sing yourself uh, in a different way. So that's that's why I was doing parodies for a while, and I still will do parodies now. I just haven't I haven't uh, written one in a while. So, but yeah, I'm not I don't Ice Ice Baby. It became it has a life of itself, and it's it's that's just how that song is. Period. Mm-hmm. It has uh, even even the rap song. There's people that knock and knock and they hate on the the rap song. I say, you know, you were you were listening to this song nonstop in the '90s. It came out, I think, '89, and we all grew to love it in the '90s. And it's just a legendary song. I I know there was a while that that Rob Vanilla Ice didn't even he didn't like the fact that it was as big as it was because it was all people uh, wanted to hear. So I've kind of, at this point, not everybody, like a lot of people, there's a lot of people that request my original songs and and things like that when we're playing a show, but there's a lot of people that say Ice Ice Baby, of course. And I ain't mad about that, but it's funny. I look at that and I go, this is, I I know why Rob, because he had other things he wanted people to see, but it's a little worse for me because that was actually his song, not mine. So, but. I did make it my own and I am proud of it and I'm proud of what it's done for me and that people still to this day, matter of fact, there's some uh, children that apparently in some instances wouldn't even know, wouldn't even know what uh, Ice Ice Baby is had I not done that. So I think it's a legendary song. I, I still like the old original version too. If it comes on, I'm, I'm singing every word. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Was there a question to that? Was there a question I was supposed to answer? No, I don't even remember. <laughs> no, we just, I don't know either. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds great, though. Yeah, uh, the the parodies, and then uh, when you get talking about like uh, the heathens, all my friends are bearded. Now that's become huge in the beard community. You know, I've seen that shared through numerous, you know, beard pages, groups, you know, Instagram, and this and that. You know what I mean? And um. Yeah, just personally, that's one of my favorites there. I like the yeah, video. My, it's, yeah, the video is one of my favorites too, yeah, for yeah. sure. We uh, there was a lot of pain, so you can't tell it, but there was a lot of heartache and pain put into that video to make that happen. And uh, we we drove from Memphis to Jefferson City, Missouri. Got permission to film at Missouri State Penitentiary, which is a, a haunted prison supposedly and uh it was at one time one of the biggest prisons one of the one of the most allowed populations or something like that in a prison and they they had a riot at the prison and there's a bunch of people died on those grounds so they say it's haunted or something now but that wasn't what caused the it was just a nightmare of of timing we didn't have much time we had we had we had one day and we had a day and a half to get all that film. And oh, wow. so and, and we had a we had a skeleton crew in the truest sense. 
and it was it was blistering hot. The very first scene of that video is the last filming, is the last shot we shot. So, which is called the martini. That's the martini shot. And uh, you can see it in my face. I am wore plum <laughs> out. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like I had money to to bring a film crew in and, and just let them do things. I just sit in a trailer somewhere. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not on that level. So, I was, and every video I do, I'm involved with anyway. Because I want to make sure it comes out the way I want it. So, it was a team effort. A team of about five yeah. put that video together, and uh, yeah, that video was was special. I, I wrote that song, and then because at the time I was sponsored by Beardalizer, and I'm no longer with them anymore. But don't know if I'll ever. I, I've been for years working on making my own brand, but it's just there's so much. To, there's so much to do that, uh, like you know, I don't. I want to make sure that I don't have to be involved so much in it. So it's taking a little longer to do that. But yeah, Beardalizer, they funded that video, so I'm thankful for that. And uh, but it wasn't very, wasn't very much money. Let me put it that way. But they did fund fund whatever money we that we got for it, and I'm proud of that video for sure. Yeah, that's well done too. It is. Uh, the team at uh, Inherent Media, some buddies of mine, they really they really do good work. So if you're ever in the Memphis area, holler at them. Yep. There you um, go. So what, what has this pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19, what, what has this done for you? Like, what has it has it put a complete just damper on all your shows and stuff like that? Or are you still getting to play a little bit? Well, my shows, my shows were always mainly private uh, gigs. I didn't do a lot of public shows. I was just starting to, I've always done a public show here and there for the people that can't make it to the private, but private shows pay so much better that I have to do those before a public show. Because public shows, you, you can, you might get, um, it's just low money. It's it's not a lot of money when you do it, and unless you're selling tickets, and then you got to rely on your fan base to show up, and that's a headache and a nightmare because you never know if they will. I've had shows, public shows, out where people like fifteen hundred, two thousand people would commit to be in there on Facebook, and you know, two, three hundred show up, and. So that type of stuff makes me go, and then people say, "Man, when are you going to start touring?" I'm like, "Probably never," because I can't, I can't handle that that type of stress. But uh, the as far as the coronavirus, it even it did put a damper on even the private shows <clears throat> because some people are scared, some people aren't, some people don't want to be around nobody. So I had, I actually had a. Uh, one of my friends and was a fan first. He's a, he's, he's got a lot of money. He's rich. He would, he flies us out to his, to his uh, vacation home in Naples to play every February. And uh, he was actually supposed to be coming in this weekend to have, just have dinner, just have lunch. And uh, he, 
had to cancel it because of, you know, Nashville is closing down restaurants again and stuff in the city of Nashville. So he had to cancel that. And so it, it hurts. It definitely hurts. There's no question about it. <clears throat> but as far as have I lost hope or a bunch of money, I haven't really lost a bunch of money. Thank God, by the grace of God, I'm, I'm still able to make my house payment. So I hope it stays that way. Yeah, it's awesome, man. There you go. Well, uh, I think you know Daz um, from the UK. Uh, he's, he's asking what you're working on as your next project. Well, I'm always working on this album. The single that just released, The Storm, that's one of the singles from the album. There was a previous single that was released called Picture, and that was actually done with my little brother who I just mentioned, Benjamin Dollar, earlier. And uh, just I'm working on this album. I'm trying to get – I got a well, I got a podcast that I do that's, that, halt, that, that halted it when uh, COVID hit. We got nine. We we had just launched it. Got nine nine weeks in, nine episodes in, and coronavirus hit, and we weren't able to get any guests anymore. So we stopped because we didn't. Because this right here, it's a, like I, I can't. I, I I don't even know. Well, I don't even know what y'all are using now. You know this this Streamyard thing. This is cool. Yeah. I probably could have done something like this, but trying to still do music and book guests to do video chatting, stuff like that is, it just really added another level of difficulty to the podcast. So I said, I'll just, I'll just halt it until, uh, the, until people are, are willing to come be interviewed again. And so now we're just now at the end of this month, picking that back up. It's called the Marty Ray project chats. So there's that, um, always going on there's the album i, I always my, my goal is to re release an album every year but uh, i hadn't released an album in two years since mixed emotions that has haunted and an outlaw and all those bangers that the world should still hear uh, i love, I love um, haunted haunted's an outstanding song i appreciate that yeah Derek lewis ufc heavyweight fighter walked out to that song at madison square garden Nice. Um, live on pay-per-view for his uh, uh, heavyweight championship fight. And I was there, and I didn't even know he was going to do that. And he uh, he did that, and he come up, and he gave me a hug. And I was like, wow, man, what a, what a turn of events for a boy that everybody said, you better go think realistically and get a real job somewhere. <laughs> now they're playing me in Madison Square Garden. My own music, my own song. It's awesome, oh, and then man. and then and then Cowboy Cerrone used one of my original songs, "Bleed," for his um, one of his uh, sizzlers for his fight for with Conor McGregor. Okay. So, yeah, there's a a lot of songs that there's a lot of moments out there for my originals that I'm very very proud of, for sure. But he asked what was going on. The podcast is always happening, going on. The uh, album music's always going on and we're trying to get actually we're we're trying to get a, um, a variety show started believe it or not a live online variety show that's uh, live and 
streamed and uh, we're going to have a lot of entertainment and things like that. And I might just be the host of it, believe it or not. This this pretty face hosting a variety show. So there's that. And then we got we got another live stream coming up, live concert coming up July 19th. That's that's happening. We were going to have it was going to be a hybrid show where we were going to have people uh, come buy tickets and stream it live. But then they they shut that down. You can't have people in person anymore. So all those things are happening. It's awesome. Right on. Yeah. A lot of people are doing everything, you know, like, uh, you know, through apps like this or whatever. And then if you need, you know, if you want to chat, a little bit more about this app and, and how it works anything i'd be happy to help you out you know we're only um i don't know about six or seven episodes deep into this podcast so far and, and this um this seems to be working pretty well for us um but uh, yeah not too shabby not too shabby um so what's the uh papa uh which is Timothy uh, Morris. He says he really likes your version of Build Me a Daddy. Um, and then we have Dark Wolf. He says, do you enjoy doing parody songs or covers? Because All About That Beard was genius. He must not have been listening earlier or something. He must just tuned in. <laughs> now, I love I love doing parody songs, but I love doing covers too, but not for the re- not for the reason that other people think. Uh, I don't just I don't just love doing somebody else's music more than my own. I love doing my own music, but that's why I only do the songs that mean something to me. People give me a thousand. I've I've had who knows how many thousands of cover requests, and I could never get to them all anyway. But I wouldn't do them even if it was a hundred, because I don't do covers because people want to hear me do a song sometimes people will say you you sound just like this guy you should do a cover of this guy's song and then i go well if i sound just like that guy he already did it so why why would there be two versions of the same song so i don't i don't know what that i don't know what that even means i don't that's a weird it's a weird request when that comes in and uh the worst thing you can say to an artist is you sound like Especially, it not now if it's a legend, it's different. So if somebody says, "Hey, you, you remind me of Bob Seger," I'm honored by it. But if somebody says, "You remind me of," there's this guy named Rag and Bone Man, right? And I got nothing against him; he sounds amazing. But people, I was singing and had a fan base way before anybody knew who he was. So when when I get a I get a few comments every now and then, they'll say, "You you remind me of Rag and Bone Man," and I want to say, "No." he reminds you of me because I was singing way before he was, I think he's in his twenties. So, and I was, I actually had a fan base before, before he, anybody knew who he was. The only difference is he signed with a, a label, something I ain't willing to do. If I would have signed with a label years ago and even now, they got what people say. That's how, let me get this in the camera. That's how people say you made it. Yeah. You know, that's how you make it in the music business is signing with a record label, but they don't understand what that really means that's it's a nightmare they couldn't hear any covers they couldn't they want to hear a cover they want they, they like some of the like build me a daddy 
they would never have been able to hear that. Record label would be like, you're going to sing this song because we told you to sing it. You're going to write this or you're not even going to write it all. And you're going to do this. And this is, you're, you're only going to sing one version of song. You're not going to be able to rap and and sing and, and do blues and pop and country and all. You can't do all that. Pick a lane. And uh, I don't, I won't do it. They ain't going to, they're not tell me what to do. But build so, me a daddy. That was a fun. I, that song touched me deeply when I heard that Luke Luke Bryan song. So that one made me that one made me tear up for sure. So I had to do that as soon as I heard it. I had to do it. That's awesome. So so signing with the label completely out of the question for you. Hundred percent. Yeah. Don't want to. Don't want no part of it. Yeah. No. I'd rather go work at a factory. <laughs> That's, well, true. that's understandable, you know, I and mean, I've heard that a lot, too. You know, it's like they want you to do this their way, this and that. even they say you'll have freedom or whatever. But, yeah, I just like you said, they're going to they're going to want certain things done a certain way. And like you said, pick a lane. And, and that's unfortunate, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there might be there might be some, you know, labels are struggling um, to find a way to make their billions that they need to make. And because uh, it used to, back in the day, an artist could go on tour, and while the label took every bit of the money for from the music, the artist was able to make money 100% off of merchandise and touring. So now, for years, that's not been the case even, because they get a, what's called a 360 deal. It means they get a 360 degree profit off of everything you do. It's whatever it, it's whatever percentage they say. So, like, I'm an actor as well. I've been actually, I've actually been on TBS and CBS and AMC. They would get a cut of that even, which has nothing to do with them, has nothing to do with music, but they would get a cut of it. And if it was, if if the signing a record deal was a eat what you kill, you kill it, you eat it, then I'd be fine with it. But that's not it. It's a they they eat whatever I kill and whatever they kill. Mm. And that's not cool to me. I understand yeah. that. Oh, so, so acting as well, huh? Just. Yeah. Any, any particular genre or, uh, you know, comedy, drama? Well, I love comedy, but I'll act in anything they'll pay me to act in. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a uh, I was on a show called Preacher. Okay. Uh, it's a, yeah, on AMC. I was on a show. That's a, that's not a comedy. That's a I guess a drama, comic book type thing. And I was on a show called The Detour, which is a comedy. Yeah. And I was on a show called Zoo, which is a drama, on CBS. So uh, it was. It's always fun. I'm always looking for those those opportunities because it's fun to get paid to play make-believe. <laughs> I guarantee it. Uh, we got a question here from Sky. It says, what's your favorite thing to do in your downtime when you're not writing songs and you're not acting? Eat. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of food do you like? You like that down-home southern food? You like just... What like you have a, a your go to food? If you could have anything you could pick right now, what would it be? That's a tough question. Uh, if it, people say, "What's your 
favorite food, and I got a lot of favorites. I don't know if you see my body or not, <laughs> but uh, there's not a lot I push away from my mouth. It's all coming in. This is an intake hole, <laughs> mainly. So um, I would say my favorite type of food would be just probably, you know, if, if, if the world didn't have burger and fries in it, I would be sad about that. If we never had that again, that would make me sad. All the other foods, if you took them away, I'd be sad. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> cry myself to sleep. You know what I mean. Yeah. But if, you, if there was, if there was no more burgers and fries in the world, I'd probably cry myself to sleep every night. Yeah. I, I like to eat too. What about y'all? Boy. What about you? Me? I, 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 yeah. I can sit down and give me old. Oh, big old twenty-two inch prime rib steak, baked potato, and macaroni and cheese, and I'm gonna eat it. I'm eat it rare. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it all. Then I'm gonna finger licking good, brother. Finger licking good. I ain't gonna ain't gonna be nothing left on my plate. My mama said the way you get big is you gotta eat all your food, Bubba. Boy, I took that to heart. <laughs> me too, brother. Me too. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Mama, you messed me up. Same. <laughs> Same. Thanks, <laughs> hey, mama. What about you? I don't know what it is about lasagna, man, but like that's the first thing that comes to mind every time is just lasagna. A nice, hearty, just layered, just lasagna, man. I'm salivating. <laughs> <laughs> I love Italian food for sure. I'm a, I'm fat like an Italian, no question about it. So you would, I could eat pasta every day of the week and be happy too. So it's tough. But it's just something about like American food needs this guy has a part in place in my heart. Like he said, a steak. Those those feel like American foods, even though the Italian food, a lot of the Italian food we eat here is not really Italian food. Right. But it's what it is inspired by. It. So pizza, too, though. Oh, pizza. I love pizza. Yeah. You got to have pizza in your life. You have to. I couldn't have imagine to. not not being able to order pizza. Yeah. Man, it's I, lazy. I was it's a very yeah. lazy thing. Yeah. I was in Nashville, I don't think it was about a week ago, man. They have this I can't think of the place, but it's a famous milkshake place downtown Nashville. It's right by Hooters, close to Hooters. It's like a fifteen dollar milkshake and it's like it's like huge. Like I, I was, man, I'm a big old boy. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big old boy. I'm a big old boy. I don't think How I big fish. are you? How big old boy are you? Remember, hey, I, remember Roy I'm, D. Mercer? I'm I'm Roy D. Mercer. Big. <laughs> no, I'm I'm about I'm a good five nine, about about two eighty. Okay. I mean, I ain't tall. I ain't tall, but hey, I'm a tree trunk. It's all right. <laughs> I like it. I like you, stub. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's what my football coach always told me. He said you a stub. He said I'm gonna just throw you in the middle of the line and make sure nobody gets by you. They didn't get by you, did they? Nope, did not. Did not. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama, for always putting food on my plate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always forcing food down. So, uh, so Dad says, uh, when are you going to get your little brother to grow a beard? Well, <clears throat> that's not. It's not something he he does have a little. He's got a little little thing, little fade or something happening on his face usually, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I just think some people can't just can't grow a beard. I, it don't matter. It don't matter what you <clears throat> what you do. Like beardalizer used to sell these pills, and in in the pills they would they would 
say things like they could, it would help you grow a beard and stuff. And I never pushed those. <clears throat> People would ask me uh, if I did it, it was going to be a joke because <laughs> surely, you know, that some of these people just ain't growing a beard. It's not in their blood. Yeah. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. All my friends really aren't bearded. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. It's fine with me. I don't, and I, I've been growing, I was growing a beard way before it was popular, way before people, way before the whole world seemed to start growing beards. For a while, everybody wanted a beard and everybody was growing a beard. And it's kind of changing now a little bit, but they're still. There's still still beard growers out there, but now that the competitions are all being brought to a halt, like I've never even been to a beard competition in my life. I know nothing. I know nothing about any of those. I don't know how they work. I know they play my music there <laughs> sometimes. So, and I'm I'm thankful for that. And I've been asked to do to be a judge at certain ones, but I was always was always busy, and it also it was like, man. How do you judge like a beard competition? Because it's not if it's just about length, that's a pretty easy win, you know. Okay, his is the longest. I guess he won. It, it shouldn't. Hopefully, that's not the case, but I'm sure it's not. Do y'all do beard competitions? I, uh, I I've seen a lot on TV and and videos and then our Indiana chapters, several of our guys went and um, our vice president took first place. He's got a a nice long red beard, you know, and um, I know they split it up into categories, you know, like natural, you know, uncut and shapes and styles and, Mm. you know, stuff like that. But I've, I haven't been to one. Up until recently, I've been limited on how long I could grow my beard because of a job. So, um, what do you do? I was a craps dealer at, uh, at a casino in Michigan. Uh, craps, roulette, blackjack. Um, but now I work for the postal service, and they don't have any restrictions. So, right on. How long you'll get it? I don't know. I I, I like this length. Um, but I'm probably not going to cut it, you know. We'll see. What do you do? Ah, uh, well, I work in a factory. You know, yeah, I work. I work my factory worker. No offense. <laughs> it's all no good, offense. man. It's all good, bro. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I work in a factory. Say something. I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm I'm that guy that can't sing, so you know I'm gonna work in the factory because I ain't get no damn I ain't gonna get no damn label. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, man. Um. I'm an Eric. I'm a team anybody, leader. Just, just so we're clear. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, I'm a team leader, and I, I um I, I, I show people how to weld. Highly highly needed in the world. Yeah. Um, I need to get with you actually someday, and uh, you need to show me how to how to put them them sexy beads on there. Hey man, I I can lay a bead. I can lay a bead in the windstorm, brother. Come on, let me. I'll get you together. Okay. You got uh, it like that. I got it like that, brother. Right. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally 45 minutes away from him, bro. I live in Bowling Green, Kentucky, so I got a welder and everything, man. You need something welder, holler at your boy. I'll do it for you. Okay. That's only 45 minutes away. It's only 45 minutes from Nashville. Yeah. Really? And Corvette, yes, the Corvette Museum. Yeah, actually, I live. I literally, my apartment. I can walk out my front door right now. I can see the Corvette Museum. I've been there before. I used to have a family member named Aunt. Aunt Mamie. 
in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah. Yep. When I was hey, a boy, we'd go there. Bowling Green, Bowling Green's known for one thing. It's it's for the Corvette Museum, the Corvette plants. It's where, it's where we make them beautiful cars. And Aunt Mamie. And Aunt Mamie, there you go. Well, <laughs> and, and well, if we're gonna be technical, and it's known for Dustin Lightfoot, aka Beans, because everybody knows me. Everybody got to know me in Bowling Green. I mean, it's, your name it's is okay. Lightfoot. It is Lightfoot. <laughs> it's it's a very it's an oxymoron. I'm a very heavy guy, but ain't nothing light about me. It's all right, though. I, was, all right, I, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking about, isn't there a guy named uh, Gordon Lightfoot there, who was a man, big artist? Yeah, he, you- he, is a, um, he is a blues artist. He is a blues artist. It's Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. I, I get everybody asked me all the time, are you related to Gordon? No. I mean, I could be. I don't know. I ain't, if I am, t- tell him I need some of his royalties. <laughs> he might be dead. But, I think uh, he is. I'll go, I'll go ask him, though. Right, I got bet. his number. Oh, you I do? got his number. Are you, you, yeah, you going to collab with him? Yeah, we're thinking about doing a collaboration. Hell yeah, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. I'll tell your uncle what's up. Right, can I be in the video with you? Oh, no. No, no. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. Man, I damn. All right. <laughs> no factory workers. <laughs> <laughs> no, heck yeah. Hey, only one fat guy in the video at a time, right? Yeah, please. Hey, man, I won't. I try to get guys fatter than me, but it's hard. <laughs> if I can get people fatter than me, it makes me look they're like he ain't that bad. He ain't, no, he ain't that big. Yeah, but it's all, it's big. like that one. It's like they say you always got that one friend that's always gonna look make you look better. I'm that friend that I make people look better. It's all right though. I gotta keep you around. You got to man. Hey, we can go anywhere you want, man. I'd be like, damn, Marty Ray looks good today. Extra skinny. Who's that fat fat guy <laughs> beside <looking>. him? <laughs> Uh, he's factory worker. Yeah, he works in a factory. He works in a factory. <laughs> They're like, who is this guy? He is just here only to make me look better. Yeah, How that's you all. Doing? You don't even you don't even need to know his name. He ain't got no name, boo boo. You don't even know. I it. don't even know his name. Just, <laughs> you pay him. You pay him to come and stand beside you. That's all he does for a living. Hey, that's all you got to do, all man. He he's got beards and tattoos, and he's bald. So I mean, what else? It makes me look ten times better. If he still looks better than you, he'll take his shirt off. <laughs> make sure that it's, he's going to do the most. He's, he's, he's very dedicated to his job. Hey, I'm, I just walk around, start singing North Carolina, take my shirt off, twist it around your head. You know, that's what I'm going to do every Man, time I'm love, around you. I love that song. <laughs> hey, I, I do too. I ain't going to lie. That's, Petey that's, Pablo. <laughs> Petey Pablo, man, he gets it. He gets it in that yeah. song. He really does. North Carolina, raise up, take your shirt off, twist it around your head, spin it like a helicopter. Well, we were singing that. When I was growing up in the club, for sure. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, that, that, nah, stop. We was all from North Carolina. Hey, hell yeah. Yeah, them early 2000s clubbing, yeah. Hey, when oh, when yeah. that song when that song came on or a Little John song, Little John song came on, and that, that club started, you throwing elbows, you throwing elbows, everything, you ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slam dancing. Yeah, you, you get you get somebody. On a, on a for real note, I... I was I wasn't sliding factory work uh, by saying I'd rather have a factory job. I'm I, I'm honored. I would be honored to have a factory job. Matter of fact, most of my family have them. I'm just saying, I don't think people should be doing it if if they actually have a talent that God gave them. They shouldn't just settle for that. Some people do very well at factory work and and they enjoy it and that's good. And we it, that has to happen. I actually enjoyed it when I did it before, so it wasn't it wasn't like a. Uh, I, I'm knocking on it. We we got to have truck drivers. We got to have factory workers. We got to have people stocking the shelves. 
I just uh, it ain't me right now. It might be again someday. Who knows? Hey, real talk though, we gotta have people serving me food through the drive through too, man. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. You got. I mean, well, I'll, get, well, I'll get my food one of the way yeah. or the other. I'm going to get it if I have to. We're gonna jump the counter. But, We're gonna jump the counter. Right, let me let me get a McNugget, please. A ten piece. Yeah. Now go and give me the twenty for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ring myself up and everything. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's okay. I've done this before. I know what buttons to hit. We're good. Don't look. I'll even drop them in the deep fire for you and hit the button. It's all good. What's your favorite fast food? Both of you. Mine, man, yeah. that's a hard question, bro. Um, shit. Taco. I ain't gonna lie, man. I love, I love Taco Bell, man. Taco it don't, Bell. it don't, it don't love me. It don't love no me. I'm way. not gonna lie, but I love Taco Bell. Man. I don't know what that it is. That is I, mine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we got three Taco Bells in here. That's Taco crazy. You know what? Crunchwrap. Ooh, Crunchwrap. In honor of this occasion, I'm leaving here and going to Taco Bell after this interview. It is Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. You got to go get tacos <laughs> on Taco Tuesday, bro. Yeah. What's up? What do you order? You order Crunchwrap. Beans, what do you order? Man, what do I not order, man? I like to get. <laughs> It's me. Just give me my regular. I'll see you want three bean burritos, uh, seven soft tacos, a uh, uh, Mexican pizza, uh, a chicken quesadilla. Did y'all ever try the Reaper Ranch stuff that they had? That sounds like one of those hot things, and I don't do well with it hot was, things. So it was like the Carolina Reaper mixed in with ranch sauce, but uh, mm. the Greatest thing, and then I heard it wasn't everywhere, but it was amazing, dude. And it was like a dollar. They took a soft shell and put that sauce around a hard shell taco. Amazing, and they were a dollar. I think I was going through there like every day. I gotta find it because you're so passionate about it right now. I have to find it just to try, bro. Like real, really. I would send you one if I could. He's almost got a tear rolling. Yeah, bro. It's like, man, I missed it. I missed it, bro. I missed it. I'm going to get. Hey, behind that flag is a picture advertisement of that Reaper burrito. Yep, he he puts the flag up just for the podcast. He takes it down. He says, "He's like, man, I wish you were still there, bro." He just sits there and stares at it, not looking at it. Hey, he's stroking his beard like, man. I remember you, (laughs) man. Man, Best thing I I ever had in my mouth. The Reaper. I Reaper. You've been killed. No, I I don't do hot stuff. I don't, uh, but it is funny because when I go to Taco Bell, if people are with me, I'll say, what y'all want? And, and and then they'll tell me what they want. You're like a number three or number four. And then I order mine and they go, is that all for you? I'm like, that's all for me, baby. That's all for all me. All that's mine. All that's mine. I don't know how to go it. like. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Then they sit there and watch. They've been finished for like an hour. And they sit there and watch me. I'll stay And they're like. You ever got one of those like? How's he doing that? You ever got one of those like fifteen packs of tacos just for yourself? Yeah, I'm not, I have. You know, I, have. I haven't done that. I haven't done that because when I go, there's a specific amount. There's a, a specific things I have to get. Okay. And they took one of my. They took one of my one of the items that I've been eating for years, off the menu, and it was the grilled stuffed chicken burrito. Oh, I love that, that, man. I loved that. Man, the when they had the uh, the enchilada grilled stuffed chicken burrito, it was the best burrito uh, in the history of mankind. I don't care what anybody says. You can talk bad about Taco Bell all you want. 
And then they they got rid of the – they did it my area at least. They got rid of the, uh, the grilled stuff burrito altogether. And it's a crying shame. And uh, I thought about burning a couple stores at one time and <laughs> get my message across. But I now I'm like uh, Germ, and I got a, a poster high by the flag of the grilled stuffed chicken burrito. You know, Hell I mean? yeah. Just sitting there. Just I just cry at night <laughs> looking up at it. I love it. I love it. Stroking the beard, right? Stroking the beard. Just, man, I wish I had you right now. I go to sleep with it on my mind. Hell yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Taco Bell, man. I mean, as much people talk trash about it, whatever, it's, yeah, that's definitely my go-to. And I like spicy stuff, so um, I don't know if they have Rio's anywhere else, uh, down south or whatever. It's it's just a taco chain, a small little restaurants in this area and in Michigan. Um, But I stopped there, and it's real, like, authentic, you know, so you get corn, taco shells and um or flour and then yeah the works yeah grab three of those with some uh last dab hot sauce yeah. sounds like taco bueno that, yeah that's what i was thinking okay yeah. what you talking about but i've never heard of rio yeah yeah, yeah. that's what's up it's a, it's but, thanks for thing. Them, but thanks for, thanks for bringing them up even though you love taco bell you're giving a little shout out to rio and maybe they're a sponsor or something. <laughs> the put the other Rio's posters over here. So oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulls that out at the end because he's like, uh, "Have y'all ever heard of uh, Rio's tacos?" <laughs> I like that. I like to thank Rio's tacos. For- yeah. Since we're talking about tacos, try Rio. They're really good. <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. So um. Speak, you you said that uh, the time I stroked in your beard and all that. What kind of products do you use for your beard? Like, do you have anything you love, the scents or anything like that? Like that you love? Well, I love the scents of the oils that we had made for my company, which was uh, not launched yet. But it'll be it'll, when it is launched. It's called Beards of Alpha. And what I'm trying to do is uh, start a. I really want to do more than just sell product. I want to, I want to start a fraternity is what I wanted to do. And uh, like a beard fraternity, but you don't even have to have a massive beard to be in it because you know, people, there is, a, even though I, I, even though I have fun in videos and stuff, the majority of my friends don't have beards. So, um, but they, but they have beard envy because they can't grow beards. So even those people are welcome in this fraternity and then having a, having a, a a female sorority called babes of alpha, you know, B O B and, uh, B A B. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is it? It's B O B regardless, isn't it? Babes of alpha beards. Yeah. B O B. No B O A. What, what is wrong with me? It's B O A. Okay. Son of a gun. You just sound like an idiot right now. It's still, um, yeah, it's 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 a working title. Um, so, BOA, and have it uh, be that's the plan. Whether that whether whether that ever comes to fruition or not, time will tell. It's up to God at this point, because I got to find somebody that's willing to to let me put my name and ideas on it, and they are willing to do some of the legwork because I don't have time to 
to do all of it. Yeah. And then, awesome. That's that's kind of what we have going on with the Bearded Rebellion, or it is what we have going on with the Bearded Rebellion Beard Club. You know, um, just a, a brotherhood of guys. We're about 250 strong now um, with chapters all over the world. And then we do have the Rebellious Babes, um, a sisterhood, um, some spouses, cool. girlfriends, or whatever of, of members. And um, yeah. Y'all probably, it sounds like y'all doing more like a motorcycle club. Nah. You, it's a beard club. And, and we don't have any uh, restrictions on lengths or anything. As long as you have an ear to ear beard, you're, you're, you're welcome to join in. And, you know, and that's it. You know, so we got guys who, who you know, can't grow long beards and, and, or don't want to, but they're, you know, any beards welcome. And uh, I, like I wanted to touch on the, on the point you made earlier about the, um, the growth products. Um, and how you wouldn't push those growth products either. You know, uh, we talked, we talked about that in our uh, podcast the other day. Um, they, you know, people who can't grow beards and they, and they're saying, take these, they'll, they'll make you grow a beard and this and that, you know, um, genetics. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't gonna happen. Um, back when I was with Beardalizer, I was with them for three years. And uh, I helped them actually build their, for years, people people still think that that's my company because of the advertisement that I gave them. They hadn't, they didn't have, and they're still using my videos and stuff to, to run ads. And they shouldn't be because I, we told them that they don't, that since we're not partnered together, they can no longer use my name or things like that. But I'm not really fighting it that hard. It is what it is. But, and I'm not mad at them because I had a lot of good years with them, but they would sell those beard peels that would make you grow a beard. And people would always be comment, uh, commenting or messaging me and they'd say, do the peels work? And I'd say, look, I, I can't tell you if those peels work. I, I'm not going to sit there and tell you they do because I have never had to take a peel to grow a beard. Yeah. So, but I'm not pushing beard growing uh peels but i did tell people if you want your beard to smell good and be softer and not break off then you should be using some kind of oil if there's any oil available or at the very least use conditioner um you know and uh so that was kind of what i did i never i never really used anything more than uh beard oil there but there's a ton of things out there beard balm and beard wax and i don't even know what all that stuff's for i guess the beard wax is for shaping your beard maybe yeah a little bit more for the shaping yeah i had a buddy of mine he tried taking those pills and i think it was like 90 days you know and still nothing you know and i was like well you just can't do it you can't you know what i mean just accept the fact you can't grow a beard it was all over a snapchat filter the head of beard. He's like, man, I look good with a beard. I want to grow one. And he thought by taking the pills, that could happen, but it couldn't. So if you get into the, if you get into products, I mean, are, are you going to look into oils, balms and butters and stuff like that? Or. Yeah. I mean, we already have oils made up. Okay. So it'll, all that'll be available for sure. But like I said, it's, 
it would be more about be more about uh, the fraternity and and doing like we want to do a big big concert once a year and bring uh, and me play there and and bring other artists in that are bearded you know bearded artists that are at every every level every facet of of music and then comedians that are bearded and uh, have that be like a, a end of the year type thing for the fraternity members. So that's that's the plan, but we'll see we'll see what God's got planned on it if it happens or not. Do you use any other product like that? For example, like we have three really good companies in our club. We got uh, V and I Oils. We've got uh, Beard Arsenal. And we got Greenhouse Beard. Man, they got some awesome products out there. If you ever thought about using something to like just just something to try, I mean that they we've got some outstanding beard products in our club. Like it's stuff that we use every day. Like V and I, man, they just came out with something called Pride. It was for Pride Month in May. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't May. June. I don't, June, my bad, June. I mean, it's it smells good. It's awesome. It's, it makes your beard soft. Actually, I got it in the diet. I do too. Uh, <laughs> but like, like if you ever had like want to try something, man, just shoot one of us an email or shoot us a text, man. We could, hey, I'll make it happen for you, brother. I'll, I'll get you some samples of it or something, and then I'll send them to you if you want to try something out. Try just. Try some stuff out. Try something different. Shop the market. Stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just uh, I have a plethora of beard oil already. Yeah. Just that people have sent me. Uh, but I'm not saying people can't send it, but I'm not gonna. Uh, some people send me stuff, or they'll ask me about sending stuff. I'm not saying it's what you're doing, but some people will say, "Hey, um, I want to send you some of my beard oil." or my beer products. And if you could just make a post about it or something. And I go, man, I said, you can send, you can send your beard oil and your products. I, I will gladly use it and take it and I'll be honored that you sent it. But I can't make a post about it. Like I'm like, like you, like you paid me to do that or something. And uh, I said, I got I have 30 beard oils sitting on my counter now that I that I couldn't do that for. Is that I'd be all I did was talk about beard oil. Yeah, if that's what I did. So um, now you know if they pay me, then that's that's something else. And then I could tell people, hey, they paid me to to say this. When, when people know it's paid, then you're then then they start they realize that it takes your responsibility off of it. Meaning, this is that's why you, that's why they started making you put hashtag ad so that didn't so that people would know what well, he's being paid to say this so take that for what it's worth if somebody's like if, if you got the rock saying this is the best beard oil i've ever used and it says hashtag ad then you start going hmm. you, you got to make your own mind up whether yeah. whether he really believes that or not or is he saying that because he got paid to do it now me i'm i'm still not gonna take a crappy product and go here. This is the best beard oil I ever tried. Even if they do pay me, I'm not the type of person. But if they, if somebody did pay me to to do that in any facet, if it was a if it was a, a good product, I would say, hey, I, I use this. I enjoyed it. It was really great. And uh, if you're looking for beard oil, here's a place to start. That's kind of how I would do it. I wouldn't. But some people, there's so many people that that they don't understand. Like they. They think, and they get some people get mad, and they say, you know, you're. They say a bunch of things. Let me put it that way. 
when I when I say something like, "Look, man, I this ain't my my social media. I didn't build my social media to to run ads mm-hmm. for other companies. That's not what I did. So, and yeah. especially if if it was just one that came in, it'd be different. But you're talking about hundreds since yeah. I've started singing, doing beard songs, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of people contacted me saying, I'm going to send you a care package if you can give us a shout out or whatever. And I say right up front, I can't give you a shout out. If you want to send it, that's up to you, but I can't give you a shout out for sending it. So if I ever tried a beard oil that just really was different and it made me go, it made me go, wow, now this is something different, but I'll be honest with you. They're not, they're not, you can't, there's not a big difference between beard oils. It's the same with, with motor oil and the same with, with a lot of things. It's, it's, it's usually, it's usually made in a, in a, in the same place with a different bottle. That's usually how it works. And that's, that's even how a lot of people, we, I found that out through researching beard oils from my own company. There's a lot of beard oils that they, they just, they have a, there's a company that'll mix up a big batch of oil and then, uh, 10 or 20 or even 100 beard companies will take that oil, put it in their bottle, and call it something else. That's just how the game works. That's how it works with, with uh, supplements. That's how it works with everything, sports, supplements, all that. So yeah. it's all about branding if you want to have, quote, the best. Yep. So, that's, that's but, if I, but if I did if I did try one that was really next level, I would, just, I would, I would give them a shout-out or whatever for free. But, but I haven't, that hasn't happened. Yeah, that's why I appreciate some of the small batch companies, you know, where, where you know, it's kind of made in somebody's kitchen, you know, dining room, whatever, and they're putting it together, you know, and because, yeah, like you said, there is just a lot of, you know, like you said, mass production of an oil, different labels and stuff like that. So yes, that's sir. why that's why I actually attached myself to Beardalyzer was because. They they were the the kitchen makers of beard oil, but they it was blown blown up to where it was a, a big factory. Like they had they had scientists, they had like a, a lab where they mixed this oil and stuff up. It was it was really uh I don't know it seemed it seemed like a really cool company that was doing it doing it right, and it, they they definitely did not just get their beard oil from a, a batch of of oil that everybody used. They made their own. So I, that's one of the reasons why I attached myself to them when I did, because I, the, the goal was to actually get equity in the company at one point, at some point. But then I was, uh, I dropped the ball and never renegotiated the contract. So that's on me. That's what's up. I understand. So, with that being said, man, I appreciate you being here. Let's 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 let everybody hear his new song. That song, man, that song's awesome. I, I love it. it. It has an awesome meaning. The video has an awesome meaning behind it, man. You put it looked like you put in a lot of hard work for this song. Yeah, it was uh that was a tough one. My my buddy CJ, who's in it, he actually lost it, everything in the storm that came through. All those images of the storm that's around here and around Nashville. And uh, one of those one of those houses that was destroyed is he is actually he mm. lost everything he owned, Man. so it was really tough. <clears throat> All right, so here we got the storm from Marty Ray Project. 
I remember hearing all the noise, all the screams coming from the voice. Alarms went off and we all hit. My heartbeat pounding out of my reach. I look up to the sky and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking all around at the aftermath. Holding on tight to the ones I had. Holding on tight to the ones I had. I could think about it for a long time. Ponder everything that could have happened in my mind. But instead I'm looking into my baby's eyes. There's a lot of people that can't say that tonight. Some lost more than just to own a couple of cars and things. Some nightmares came true the night when we were lost in dreams. Pray for me, cause things are not exactly how they seem. Trying to be strong and be a rock, but in my head I scream. I remember hearing all the noises. All the screams coming from the voices. Alarms went off and we all hear. My heartbeat pounding out of my wrist. Look up to the sky and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking all around at the aftermath. Holding on tight to the ones I had. Here we go again with another day. All these people showing love in a million ways. While all around the world they pray for self-gain. I'm on my knees, thankful for amazing grace. I just know it could have turned out very differently as I dig through all the rubble, wreckage, and debris. Pray for me, cause things are not exactly how they seem. I'm trying to be strong and be a rock, but in my head I scream. I remember hearing all the noise all the screams coming from the voices. Alarms went off and we all hear. My heart beat pounding out of my rear. I look up to the sky and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking all around at the aftermath. Holding on tight to the ones I had. The storm makes us stronger. Oh, with each other, we live longer, longer. We just might have to weather together forever. However, I remember hearing all the noises, all the screams coming from the voices. Alarms went off and we all hear my heartbeat pounding out of my rib. Look up to the sky and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking all around at the aftermath. Holding on tight to the ones I had. Ones I had. The storm makes us stronger. Man, 
That, woo! that that woo, that song gets you, brother. Every time that video gets you, man, it's. Man. Did y'all? Was it was it starting and stopping on y'all, or is that my internet? I think it was your internet because it played the whole thing through me. Yeah, right on. That's, that, I was hoping it was my internet because I got some, yeah. I got really fast internet. It's supposed to have a uh, what is it a terabyte or something of yeah. internet, and it. It's the worst I've ever had. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked good on this end, and look good on mine too. It sounded amazing, man. Get yeah. you in the feels, and, and you say you could just uh, there's a lot of feelings in that song. You know what I mean? You could see it, you could hear it. I mean, yeah. I hope people, I hope people like it, and it moves them, and and it's not just you know the people know it's not just about a specific storm, but about any storm in life that people go through and it's more about the people that come through and actually help each other because you that the community around here really showed out after that happened it was a uh, really special and and heartwarming to see all the people that, that gathered around cj and all the other people that lost their homes there was people in that in his little neighborhood there was there was companies out there barbecuing every day to feed all the people that was coming in and helping from all over the place. It was a really special time. So it's about more than just a storm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, it, it it's there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, man. That song can touch base anywhere, honestly, man. It can touch base on, on a lot of stuff. It doesn't ha it doesn't just have to be about a storm you're going outside. It could be about a storm that's going in your head. It could be about a storm, anything, man. It could be anything that really touches you, you know what I'm saying, just touches you in a way that you're like, man, because music always releases something to somebody in a certain way that no one else can touch. And songs like that are one of them songs that are just like, man, you sit down, you've had a bad day, you, you, feel, like you, you feel like you're losing everything, you sit down, you listen to something like that, you're like, man, this, this, this song made me feel... It made me feel like I, I, can, I can pick myself back up and we, we can do it again. We can do it again tomorrow. And that and that's that's awesome, man. That 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 was a that is a beautiful song. It really is a beautiful song. You did y'all two did an outstanding job, man. You did. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's what I tell people about music, about my my music at least, is they'll say, What does that song mean? And I always say, Whatever it means to you is what it means, because I hate giving I hate telling people what a song means to me because I don't want them to have a preconceived notion of that song. I want them to form their own opinion in here haunted haunted is one of the prime examples of that there there are many many people that were in the military that love that song and it, it equates to them in a military type of way and i love that that's very very special uh it, it's something different to me and it's something different to other people that have that battle depression and things like that and my prayer every day is that my music will drive out depression and fear and worry and doubt and, and all those things. That's, that's really what I pray every day. No lie. I'm not just awesome. saying that I really do. So it's when, awesome. uh, when I hear people say that, that, uh, songs that I've done, even if it's a cover, I don't care if it's a cover when it comes to that regard, it, it could be anything. If, if it's driving out depression and, uh, and anything that's, if it's making, if it's, if it's making them, have joy or a, a rethink life and think that they have 
meaning and purpose now, then it doesn't matter what I'm saying. As long as uh, that's happening to them, I love that. I love it. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Well, man, we want to thank you for joining us and being on the show and um, had a great time. Um, you can tell everybody where they can check out all your stuff at. My website is martyrayproject.com. All my social medias are at Marty Ray Project. So anybody that's that's on any social media, I'm there. Anybody that streams music anywhere they stream it, Marty Ray Project's there. Anywhere they download it, Marty Ray Project's there. So uh, the podcast is the Marty Ray Project Chats. You listen to anybody that apparently these people do listen to podcasts because we're they're listening to one now. This is a podcast, right? Yeah. Or is this just video? Well, this was supposed to be about Reaper Ranch tacos, but it went a different direction. So it really did. I think you should. I think you should. You should restructure it. All right. Term. I'll work on it. Yeah, pull that flag down before I leave. I want to see. All right. I want to see. I want to see what you did with that poster. Maybe I don't uh, want to see what you did with that poster. You don't want to. You don't want to know what's back there. Oh man, you don't want to. You don't think different of me. Think different of me. That taco's looking sexy. <laughs> well, with everything going on, man, I don't feel like I'd be doing my job right if I didn't offer you an invitation to the Bearded Rebellion. I know I know, you probably, you know what I'm saying, how, where you stand right now, but I'm going to offer you an invitation to become part of our family. To us, it's more than a club. It is a family. So I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to extend the offer to you and let you – let you run with it if you want to, and if not, I understand completely. But I, I felt like me as me as an international scout and Jerm as an international scout, we would not be doing our job if we did not offer a man with a beard like yours to be part of our family. I respect that, and I honor that. I, you're right. You wouldn't be doing your job if you didn't offer somebody with this majestic beard. It, uh, it is majestic. Part. It is majestic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look. It might that, let me mull it over, and I'm, it, I might you know join in, and and uh, it's just a group, right? Yeah. Y'all don't sell beard products. No, no, man. We're, yeah. we're, we are we are literally a club. We are here for basically, man. Basically, what we are. We'll, we'll give you a little rundown, man. If you got a little time, I'll give you a little rundown. Germ can. We are an international beard club. We are here to support our families, our brothers. Or we support the military, we support the police officers, we support anything that's going on. We support if somebody's having a hard time in in the club, we support them. We're here to talk to them at all hours of the night. And that's it. It's I like a, that. It's it's a brotherhood amongst men, and yeah, we have beards, but you know, um, internationally, there's somebody always there to talk to, shoot the breeze with, and. Um, and when we can, we, we have meetups and get-togethers and, um, you know. Yeah, hell, we have, we have, how, many people, how many people do we have in Ohio and Kentucky? We had, I think it was, we had damn near almost uh, 50, 60 people that met up in, in um, Florence, Kentucky. <clears throat> it was Ohio, uh, Kentucky, Indiana. Yep. We had people from, our international president came down from Washington. We had people from, um, well, Maryland. Uh, Maryland came down to hang out. I mean, like, like it's it's it literally is more than a club to us. It is a family that that's basically what this is. It's a big group of family that, if someone has issues, everybody in this club has issues with that person. We are a family. Yeah. It's a big it's a big ass family. I like that. Like, let me uh, let me think about it, and uh, I might I might 
add my name on. Yeah. Yo, hey, you know you you. Hey, man, you talk on Instagram quite a bit, brother. So you hit me up, and you talk you talk to one of our international board members, also Das. He's from he's the UK president. He's also on the international board. So I mean, it's like I said, we got chapters in Australia. We got chapters in uh, Spain, Sweden. We have a Tennessee chapter. Yeah, ten, we have a Tennessee <laughs> chapter. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I mean, it, hey, it's all it's all set up ready for you to jump in with both feet and boogie, brother. The only question is, do y'all when y'all get together, do y'all have Reaper tacos? Or <laughs> no, they don't have them anymore, man. They don't have them, brother. Y'all gotta y'all gotta work on getting germ at the next meetup. Figure somebody <laughs> needs to figure out how to make it, get the ingredients, and just get right. one with even with the wrapper. Just find out how to get the wrapper, you know, make it he's yeah. really just really like he's got issues. You said you 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 said y'all are there for guys with issues. This yeah. man, he's got an issue. He needs insane. a taco. This man needs a taco. We gotta get him a taco. Yeah, just thinking about it. <laughs> hey man, I do appreciate you hopping on with us, brother. It really means a lot. That's Thank you so me. much, man. It, 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 like I said, man, we would love to have you part of our family. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on the show, and I'm honored by it. And I really, uh, I'm grateful for both of y'all for being fans, and uh, everybody else that tuned in. If they're fans, I'm grateful. If they're not. I'm st- I still love them the same. So, God bless all of you. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Thanks for joining in once again. Thanks um, to everybody who commented and who's going to listen, who has listened or whatever. And this is the Rebellious Podcast signing out. See ya. Later.